62 degrees in Appomattox. We have 60 in Salem and Roanoke, 63 in Danville, 61 in Bedford, and 62 in Lynchburg. I'm glad you don't have trackers, you know, that you were still raising your kids and you had trackers on them like you do Buddy, your dog. Because every time Buddy leaves the compound, that's right. Janice's like, okay, where's he going? Where's he going? Yeah, that's right. I'm watching his butt. <laughs> like, oh, he's just going over to say hello to Amy. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it is pretty interesting. Although yeah. I have a neighbor who has one on his cat, mm-hmm. and oh my lord, it just looks like a, a toddler's taking a crayon. And oh, it's and just, just gone. gone that crazy. cat is everywhere. Yeah, buddy moves with purpose. Right, that cat is just never stops. Yeah, well, yeah. it's a cat. It is. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Eight oh seven here on the morning jam. Always glad to have him. Doctor Bob Denton is with us uh, to talk about some of the. You know, just the craziness going on. He's retired former director of School of Communications and W. Thomas Rice Professor at Virginia Tech. But I swear he's busier now than he I was know. before he in <laughs> retired. Re- in retirement, I think he took it full tilt. Good morning, Dr. Bob. Well, good morning. Good morning, indeed. <laughs> well, where, where do, do we, we begin? Start? <laughs> yes. <laughs> good Lord. It really does feel that way. So, let's start with the 60 Minutes interview. Yeah, yeah, let's go there. What what, what kind of fallout? Uh, I, I mean, we, we joked around at the beginning of the show, Dr. Bob, where he said, you know, Trump would say something, you got a small cleanup on aisle three. With with uh, Biden on you 60 You got to call minutes, in hazmat. Yeah, you got to call in hazmat because, you know, aisles eight through 17 are overflowing with junk. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I mean, uh, almost everything he said, the White House has had to modify, correct, provide context, and it was really um, quite something. Of course, it was a softball uh, overall kind of interview. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, as it relates to Hunter Biden, there's a lot there. I don't know if we'll ever know the full truth. Um, I don't understand strategically why he would open the door about 2024, providing an opportunity for, for, well, I'm not sure. We'll see. I intend to, but as soon as you say that strategically i just i did not understand that well he, he was able to use that line he had planned out the proof is in the eating of the pudding <laughs> yes, so, yes. which is well, a, he was, i hadn't he heard was that thinking, one before well he was looking forward to dinner i guess i, <laughs> I don't know right. i don't know it, it was in the pandemic 400 are still dying daily but you know what is really now becoming more and more clear is about the long-term covid the impact of that is growing, especially in terms of even some of the uh, not only middle-aged people, mm-hmm. but as it relates in terms of the workforce. Um, his blank defense is Taiwan. Again, if it's, as if Ukraine is not enough, right. $15 billion, we're doing a proxy war right now. Yeah. But what if Taiwan, I mean, we're going to have a two-front battle again, and we're going to do World War II again. Um, oh, and by the way, Doctor Bob, he has depleted our, you know, our our oil reserves, reserves yeah. our oil reserves, given it away. Some even got to China. Yes, and of course, about the economy, inflation is not quite that bad, but it's still <laughs> I- eight plus 10 percent every month. That was counting. the only time that I felt like the interviewer was like, "Wait, wait, wait, what? Well, what, what, what?" <laughs> I, I, it's the I worst just, since Carter. <laughs> it, uh, yes. I mean, I, I just, so I, I don't know. And yet um, he certainly gets by with it. Um, and I'm surprised there's not more 
bipartisan or just common sense outrage. Yeah. You don't have to be anti-Biden or um, um, it, it, it just listening and going down the line. It, anyway, I was somewhat amazed and alarmed, quite frankly, by that interview. Well, I mean, one of the things that he said was that COVID's over, <laughs> you know, yeah. all, all over. Um, but uh, uh, but yet we still have Air Force pilots who are still grounded. Yeah. Yes, you know. I've I've already got my fifth boot, my my fifth shot. Mm-hmm. I made sure to try to to do that. What about Fauci? Um, there wasn't eighty five microphones in front of Fauci. Just maybe one or two this time. Is he just going away like the pandemic? Apparently. Well, he certainly um, yes. Um, the soldier never dies. They just fade away. <laughs> right. I, I'm I'm a little bit more. Um, um, not so much favorable, but I do give deference to him. Mm. Unprecedented situation. Of course, we still know who it is. I mean, it's China. I mean, right. look what the cost us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they already have worldwide war on uh, with that, uh, with COVID. But unknowing times, trying to navigate it, what to do and not to do, learned a lot of lessons. I'm probably one of those that gives um, him a little bit more grace Okay. Than uh, than many, but that's that's just me. What what do you think he says today at the UN? It's just ironic that Putin would come out last night and say, "And you predicted this." Let me give you uh, some credit, as we try to do every time. You said we're in World War Three already, and that was months ago when we first interviewed you about this war. And it's been a slow crawl. It's not war as we think of it because it's a different time. War doesn't always act the same as it has in history. The end result is, or the you know maybe in the middle of the war. But he says, "Don't mess with me. I'm serious." And he has rattled the uh, nuclear cage again. What does what does Biden do today with that, if anything, when he speaks to the world at the UN? Well, yes, I do think we're in a proxy war. Um, I have spoken to um, some uh, military folks. Um, There's more Americans on the ground there than one might think. Quote, advisors, whatever you want to call them, $15 billion. There's certainly a lot at stake. Um, And incidentally, in the meantime, trying to keep that up, China go right in and say, okay, now is a good time for Taiwan. As I said, we don't want a two-front war. Mm-hmm. I think his job today is trying to get more of the world around protecting in terms of Ukraine. The tactical nukes are a real uh, possibility, but those little cluster bombs that they were using and just destroying town to town to town is a pretty basic strategy. Now, I'm not so sure until their back's against the wall um, that they would use um, tactical nuclear. But that, again, that's all or none then. I mean, we, we will no longer be proxy. It will be war. Mm-hmm. So I think Biden today, he has the world as an audience, the people there at the United Nations, and he needs to make the case for support and to alienate um, and separate as it relates to to um, Putin, and also, you've got to address some of China yeah. and, and what's going on there. So it's a tough spot, quite frankly, um, and um, I hope he stays on script 
Um, but this is a, I think today is more important. And again, I think this whole Ukraine, I think it's just, um, uh, quite frankly, the number one issue. We need to be extremely careful. Uh, this is a slow creep. And at what point does it tip? And so I, I, I as you said, I have, from the very beginning, very much alarmed about this. Well, I think I think we all have uh, a lot of reason uh, to be alarmed. Let me ask you this: We're getting some uh, readings and some polls in now about midterm elections. What What do you feel like? Uh, how do you think that that tide is turning mm-hmm. as we move into November? Well, I tell you, the, the historical norms of midterms doesn't seem to be holding. It seems like since twenty twenty, every election cycle establishes different and new norms, things that historically are different. Uh, historically, the Alba Party um, averages, you know, about 26 seats. The presidential, when the ratings were in the 40% and the incumbent, they had party losses. I mean, in 2020, Obama was at 45%, lost 63 seats. Mm-hmm. 2018, Trump was at 40%. He lost 40 seats. But right now, the generic ballot with Biden at 40, he's improved, 43, 45. Which blows my mind. I can't even, I don't even know how that happened. And yet the Democrats are now up, depending upon the poll, 3 to 5% near uh, balance. But the Republicans will take the House. But even though that is the case, by how much? And so now say, well, maybe a good case, they'll only pick up, if it's really good, 33 seats. Mm -hmm. Um when you look at the Senate races, I mean, you know, um, it appears if we believe uh, 538, which does pretty good work, um, Dems hold at 80% um, chance, uh, be 48 to 54 seats. And, of course, you have to keep in mind two independent caucuses with the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, some the gas prices are somewhat down, growing importance right. of the abortion rights mm-hmm. have absolutely swung five to eight percentage points toward the uh, on the generic bar- ballot for uh, Democrats. Um, and so which party is more angry? Which party is more motivated? Right. And the higher the turnout, the less well Republicans tend to do nationally, but we don't know if that's the case anymore, because if it starts really getting toward um 40, 50, 60% turnout, then that could change the dynamics. One thing I will say, though, the polls taken with a grain of salt. It may show a little trend, but we're in new territory, and the pollsters are struggling True. trying to put the formula. How many Dems will show up? Right. By what age group? Mm-hmm. Um, and the motivations. And so this is probably a cycle where I would believe the exit polls more than the prior polls. Um, Interesting. And so it's just a real unknown factor. Is the I know we talk a lot about the independent voter, and that always seems to be. I mean, you can go back dozens of years, and 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 that always seems to be the focus. In your opinion, is the independent voter that wise of a voter? In other words, do they really take a look at at the whole spectrum? Uh, when they go in to vote, is their vote that precious to them as it should be? 
In other words, you, there's a lot of noise out there. Are they willing to sift through some of that noise to find out? And we've talked a lot about truth today and had some fun with it because I'm not so sure there is such a thing as political truth. But I'm just anymore. I'm, yeah. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are on the independent voter that could swing it. So independent voter is a category. Really, what's very important to both parties are um, favorable you know, leaners. Mm-hmm. And do I lean Republican? Do I lean Democrat? I still call myself rather uh, independent. As the election goes, it's like peeling an onion. Mm-hmm. And so if it is about abortion, if it is about inflation or the economy, you'll get those leaners who will be pretty much you can bring one way or the other. And then you've got the candidate factor. Mm-hmm. When you get within a couple of weeks, the independent voter, if they still say, well, I, I, I'm not sure I'm still undecided, that's going to split about 50-50. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there's really not that large number of honest-to-goodness independent voters. They are all leaners, either single-issue voting or candidate voting. And they may, from Democrat to Republican, but we're at the point now that someone stands up and says, well, I'm independent and I'm not quite sure um, that tends to split 50-50. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, they're not really motivated or activated enough. So that is a real gray kind of category from far Democrat to leaning, far Republican inward to leaning. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, you hear a lot about it, and there's always a lot of uh, wondering whether that's going to make a difference or not. And, uh, and, you know, I just I just want to um, – I'm, I'm hopeful that, that people will just do their homework. And I know, like I said, everybody's busy, some working two and three jobs in this 8.3 inflation rate, which apparently doesn't matter to the president – uh, they don't have time. As, as, and, you know, he always talks about that person sitting at the kitchen table uh, and still with 400 people a day dying because he used that against Trump. You know, there's going to be one less person at the table because of Donald Trump. That was part of his slogan during the uh, last presidential cycle. But uh, I'm always curious to see what your thoughts are. And I, and I know the imp- independent voter is important. I just hope they do their homework. Well, and, well, and I, 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 one thing I did want to ask you for sure is, do you think, or is it just me getting older, I, I, I think that people are voting more with their feelings now mm. than they are with their, with their brains. Uh, has it always been that way, or, or is it getting worse like I feel like it is? Well, here's the, yes. In essence, at a 60,000-foot view, mm-hmm. campaigns do not educate. That's what schools are supposed to do. I always joke when I work with campaigns, says, well, the campaign educates us in terms of how that. No, that's not my job. My job is to win the election. Mm. Have, I, can't, I don't have time to educate you. I don't really have time to persuade you, but I can push you. So if you look at my resume and you look at what I've done and, and, and here's my issues – and I don't have 50%, well, then I've got to, to push you to vote against the other person. Mm-hmm. People vote and that's emotion. four ways. It's emotion. And so campaigns, really, if you don't know and grounded well now, then you won't know. Political knowledge continues to go down. Mm-hmm. The schools are failing. You're supposed to understand, have critical thinking. Campaigns do not inform you. They will push you. 
and therefore you'll see ads that will be focused on whether it is abortion or trying to define about the economy and trying to define these particular issues. And so that is a big misnomer, and you're absolutely right. It's a stimulus response mm. based upon attitude, yeah. not beliefs and not so much values. Because mm. I don't have time to educate you in a campaign. I don't have the time. Moment. I can't really persuade you, but I can push you one way or the other. Interesting. And my question is, do they really want them educated, or is it better that you know <laughs> they kind of keep dumb. them in the dark? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, just, just take my word for it. In other words, this <laughs> right. is the context that, that the glass is half full or half empty. You yeah. know, I, I keep going back to that if I persuade you. And so, and I know that's a kind of a cynical view, but it's the truth. But it is the truth, I, yeah. As usual, Dr. Dr. Bob, you, you bring us back to some reality. Retired former director of the School of Communications. and uh, Whether we w- like it or not. Yeah, w. Thomas <laughs> Rice Professor at Virginia Tech, Dr. Bob Denton. Thank you, as always, sir. It's my pleasure. We look forward to uh, maybe unpacking what the president said in the fallout. <laughs> if it Lord. lasts that long. If about you can do that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it is uh, 823. Thanks for being part of the show. If you missed part of Dr. Bob's interview we'll have it uploaded on our soundcloud page go to soundcloud type in the morning jam on vtrn and begin typing in today's date and it should autofill just for you the morning jam with janet rose and mark lamb Janet and Mark, 434-534-8500, or toll-free, 866-916-3776. Call The Morning Jam. The Morning Jam. Sorry, helping out Al Green there. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to. Yeah, well, that's okay. I'll get away with it every now and then. Every now and then, that's right. They did give the phone numbers, and you're responding... So, good morning. You're on the morning jam. Sorry about the singing. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, you know, back in the early 1900s, there was a president, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, but uh, he had major surgery. It was done on a yacht, mm-hmm. and uh, the whole thing was kept hush-hush. And uh, while he was recovering, it was his wife oh, yeah. that was said that was was running the country. That was Grover and Cleveland. So, uh, uh, okay, all right, yeah. thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay, Cleveland, okay. And so with with that bit of history, as it, as it continues to repeat itself, I just wonder which clown <laughs> seems to have, uh, you know, the uh, our, our brain-dead president's ear the most. You know, you know, is it Obama? Is it George Soros? Mm. Is it a combination of... Uh, of, of Pelosi and Schumer and all these and all these other uh, uh, people, because we know that he's not you know he's not making any type of rational decision. He's just he's a puppet, and he's doing exactly what they're saying to do. So you just really wonder where we could uh, you know it's okay. This this is the person that's really making these decisions, and mm-hmm. this is where we are now. Right. And, and it's 
it, this is what we have. So I just, I just wonder, you know, now we, we may know, we may never know. Uh, mm. But I just thought it was interesting on somewhat uh, on how history will continue to repeat itself. Yeah. And, and um, you know, there we have it right there. So, anyways, I thought I'd just throw that on the table for now. Sure. And uh, we'll just... Have it happens. help us all. Let it simmer just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Amen to that. That's that's right. That's right. Hey, appreciate okay, the call. We'll talk to you soon. All right, we'll okay. talk to you later. I mean, it, it is it that is an interesting mm-hmm. uh, thought because mm-hmm. we just don't have that, and and we look back on history now and we know you know things like the Grover Cleveland, the things that Kennedy went through, sure. you know, the surgeries that, mm-hmm. that he went through. Oh, yeah, and back, then, of course, major back problems. He major was back on issues. steroids big time. And then Roosevelt, mm-hmm. he had a lot of uh, issues yep. that were dealt with, and yeah. and cognitively, they seemed okay. Mm-hmm. So at least everything else seemed to be working all right. We've right. got some serious issues with oh, this we do. one. We do. Uh, coming up, we've got WDBJ7. They're going to have some uh, national headlines for you. We'll take a look at your forecast, which is supposed to be cooling off by the weekend. We'll see. Okay. And uh, we'll have some local headlines for you. Also, five pieces of life advice okay. from those who are older and wiser than well, we, we could are. We probably use that now. No, we? isn't it? Mm-mm. Isn't it the Woo. truth? And, and so I, I say that to ask you this. What advice would you give your younger self? Oh. What advice would you give your younger self? And do you currently follow it? Hmm. Deep. <laughs> it's very deep. I might need boots. I know, right? Get out of here, to wade out of here. <laughs> CBS News Brief coming up along with Kimberly McBroom. We're so glad that you've joined us on this Wednesday of The Morning Jam. Sixty-four degrees now in Bedford, sixty-five in Lynchburg, sixty-two in Roanoke and Salem, sixty-five in Danville, sixty-four in Appomattox. Man, it's eight thirty-five already. This day has just yep, quickly. Yeah, we got about twenty-five minutes left in the program. We have a five and dine coming up here in just a minute. It's worth waiting till the very end of the show and beyond. Mm-hmm. Hugh Hugh had heard on one hundred point nine. And then we've got Brian Kilmeade across the rest of the network. Great programming to take you through the day. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins, those guys are always a hoot. And then Tom Sullivan into the evening. And, oh, my gosh, it just keeps going and going and going. Uh, great program, programming here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Don't forget Lars Larson and John Batchelor and my red eye. And, oh, You got it all in I'm there. Gonna, I'm going to try anyway. Hey, since the start of the school year, George Washington High School has reported at least – uh, 10 assault incidents to the Danville Police Department, according to the Register, Danville Register, and B. Uh, GW has already p- reported those uh, 20 incidents to police in, in a year that uh, already has taken off like a rocket ship. They only had 60 all last school year. Now they've got 20, and we're just three weeks in. Uh, among the incidents, one student was arrested on August the 23rd. That would be week one for having a gun. And nine others have been charged on a juvenile petition for counts of related to uh, counts of related to assaults since August the 23rd. Uh, they put metal detectors in the school at all entrances in an effort to make the school year safer than it has started. So we'll see what happens. Parents, talk to your kids. Yeah, it's I mean, very grandma, grandpa, who's raising these kids, talk to these kids, uh, uh, help them. We need to pray for our kids. 
We need to pray for our teachers and our bus drivers. And more, and, and everybody. And, and we need to equip them. We need as to well equip them for, for what life can Absolutely. bring. Absolutely. Uh, Virginia Ten Miler and Amazement Square Amazing Mile events are coming up Friday and Saturday to prepare. City of Lynchburg's letting folks know which roads will be closed to accommodate the foot traffic. Uh, we've got the Amazing Square Amazing Mile taking place on Friday. Um, that's going to be with a start finish on 9th and Jefferson Streets. Uh, closures will start around. Uh, uh, noon mm-hmm. and we'll go until 8 30 as a mosaic lot movie lot depot lot all going to be closed okay. um now depot lot won't close until uh 3 45 mm-hmm. uh you've also got jefferson street uh going to be closed up until about 8 p.m as far as the 10 miler that's mostly going to impact starting about six o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. uh langern road between memorial avenue and mural road um basically langern uh, Memorial, Mural, Rivermont Avenue, Rivermont Terrace, all those areas uh, are going to be impacted throughout the morning on Saturday and probably not going to be fully reopened until noon, okay. I would say, 11.30 to noon in that in that time frame. Okay. So uh, in addition, the four-mile run-walk course will start and finish at EC Glass. That'll utilize the extension of the Blackwater Creek Trail Okay, there. Roger that. 866-916-3776. Dr. Harb checking in this morning. Good morning. Hey, Mark and Janet. Hi. Um, I, hey, guys. I, I think what Governor Abbott of Texas and DeSantis of Florida, what they're doing with busing, I think it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it does. And I think it does two big things. I think number one, it brings this to the national attention more, yes. so that people understand what's going on. Yep. And they're doing it. And they're doing it. And they're they're doing it in a safe and fair way. And those immigrants are being they're at, they're being asked if they want to go, and they're being transported safely. You know, yes. which of course is a whole lot different oh. from the way they were. Well, the way they, they got to our border, well, absolutely. And, and the I way was, they got to our border. Of I course. was texting with someone earlier, and I said, "This is this what we're seeing is the last ditch effort to try to make." a clueless country understand just a tiny bit yeah. of what they're going right. through. Yeah. And I and I think that's what's happening. I think this has sort of brought that to the attention so people hey, they think they start saying, "Hey, you know, wow, you know, these people were safely transported, you know, out of Texas or out of Florida to places like Martha's, Martha's Vineyard, and then they were turned away from a place like Martha's Vineyard which has all these empty hotel rooms and all yeah. these resources where they really could have taken care and of And let's not forget, properly. they called themselves a sanctuary yeah. community. Oh, yard signs that say exactly. there's no such thing as an illegal. I mean... Right. Until know. it's in their yeah, backyard. You know, just, well, you know, we're just... They're just spreading the gift. You know, the, Biden says this is a gift. So, you know, the gifts should be spread throughout the country fairly instead of just inundating, you know, Texas and Arizona, New Mexico and Florida and so forth. So, I'm, I'm curious, and, you know, and doctor. Other, but, and, and I think... And I think it ought to be accelerated. I think they ought to have tons of buses, mm-hmm. safe transportation out of Texas, out of Florida, wherever, to these uh, sanctuary cities and, and you know, and states and so forth. And, it and ought what to be bothers me is when you've got good good people, good Christian people mm-hmm. who are buying right. into this this dynamic that the Democrats are selling, right. that you're using these right. people as pawns and you're creating a humanitarian crisis and you're, when they're right. probably the best fed, the coolest mm. that they've been in months, right. having a place to sleep for the first time in right. months. This is a lie that's right. coming from that party. It is. Trying to vilify exactly. these GOP governors who are trying to survive and help the people in their, in their state survive. We had a Democratic exactly. congressman. We played the audio. I don't know if you heard it, Dr. Harb. A yeah, Democrat. Yeah. yeah. 
four he is saying 4.9 exactly. mm-hmm. million since the president right. has become president it's ridiculous to right. think that the border is closed it's not exactly. it's not closed it's and and for those of you who think that it's so wrong for us to 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 turn people away i encourage you to read the book of nehemiah mm. that talks exactly. a great deal about god instructing nehemiah to rebuild that wall to protect the people mm-hmm. against those who would do them harm right and right. when we've no, got Abbott, the fentanyl Abbott issue that we have right. as a That's doctor, right. you know this. Correct, correct. Yeah, 110, 120,000 people dying a year of opiate overdoses in this country, mainly due to fentanyl, most of it coming across the southern border. That's the... That's the national tragedy nobody's yeah, addressing. Nobody's. Trump addressed it. Biden, Biden ignores it. It's unbelievable. Mentioned it it's once just, since just, he's been president. Mentioned it once right, a couple right. of weeks ago. Right. And that's so pitiful. Hey, one other, yes, hey, one other quick thing you guys mentioned earlier. Now, they are coming out with male contraceptives. You guys were mentioning that. Yeah. And um, they're going to have, a, they're gonna have like a male contraceptive pill coming up in the next year or two. Okay. And they're going to have like an inject, sort of an injection that's a longer-lasting male contraceptive. So those things are coming down the road pretty soon. And, and then the men will have to be... Uh, will be able to be a part of that uh, nice. contraception method. Welcome to the party, guys. <laughs> and then they can hey, get all the side effects. finally coming to the party, guys. Uh-huh. Uh, here's, here's the question. Have they tested it? Do men's boobs grow, you know, when this happens? Are they going to have some kind of a... Do they gain 25 pounds yeah, when they take the shot? Side effect? Because I've already got a man boob problem. I don't want to, you know... <laughs> Nobody wants Too much that. information, Mark. <laughs> thanks. Hey, man. TMI. TMI, Mark. Yeah. Hey, thanks as always, yeah. Dr. Harper. I appreciate you so much yeah that's pretty great <laughs> oh lordy b yes gotta love it yep okay gotta Teach love it your children well well, I don't know if you participate in TED Talks or not. Uh, sometimes I will watch them. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think they're, they're really good. Yeah. Um, there is an article that I read yesterday, and this was, uh, I think this was on the TED Talk, their, their print version. Mm-hmm. And it was five pieces of essential life advice from older Americans. Okay. And, uh, and there were five, five pieces. Some right. of these I was taught by my elders growing up. Mm-hmm. The first one was certainly one. Right. Uh, think of hard times like bad weather. They too will pass. Yeah. And, and I remember my grandmother saying, you know, my darling girl, mm. even in all of nature, no storm lasts forever. Yeah. And, and there that's, was comfort that's a great line. in that. Uh, one others was uh, draw inspiration from everyone you meet. Hmm. I used to tell that to my children uh, about as they started dating. Okay. You know, you need to understand that as you date and you get to know people, mm-hmm. you don't want to rush into like this big relationship because you're going to meet different people and you're going to take different aspects of that person. And one day God's going to send someone to you and they'll have all those wonderful qualities those that you parts. saw in your, in your friends. Yeah. Um, but it is important to, to draw inspiration. I think, uh, from from other people and to surround yourself with people who have that positive influence, uh, love your work for the salary and for the people. Hmm. This advice came from Benny Stewart. He's 80. Oh, got his first cool. job when he was seven. How about that? He would run errands for his neighbors and he would get paid in chicken eggs. Okay. Yeah. A little bartering going on. I yeah. love it. Uh-huh. Uh, he also talked through his many jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he chopped cotton for $3 a day in right. 115 degree heat. He wow. bust dishes, cleaned buildings as a janitor, sold insurance, found his passion as a social worker and later as a pastor. Oh, cool. 
Yeah. That's cool. It's pretty cool. He said, I always had the gift of gab mm-hmm. and enjoyed being around people and helping people. And that's what can make a difference in your career. Hmm. Find mentors who can guide you and challenge you yeah. in positive ways. Got that in my own life. Yep. It's really important to, to you know, to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, make the most of less. I like that, too. Yep. They uh, highlight the secrets to life well lived, learning to make the most of what you have. Uh, Patricia Smith talked about her her classic tuna noodle casserole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was 18, I was married, had a child, didn't have an outside job. So I'd go to the library, bring home cookbooks, and try out recipes. How about Back that? then, we were on a limited budget. That's cool. And uh, she would tell stories about um, uh, the Ukrainian people in her neighborhood mm-hmm. and she learned how to make pierogies oh and yeah, how, i love pierogies and that's how what yeah. kept the ukrainian people alive was because potatoes are you know yeah. uh, abundant mm-hmm. wow yeah if you've got if you've got some flour water and oil you're you're mm-hmm. pretty much good to go yeah. uh, we also had some folks send in some of their own own advice this one was was one that i would have told my younger self mm-hmm. say Sometimes you have to say no to good things so you can say yes to the to great the best, things. Yeah, or the yeah. Great, yeah. Um, and I do follow that now, but I went for decades where I did not. First time I really heard that in a context of a sermon was John Dupin. Back then it was Brentwood Church. Uh-huh. And I, I just, the, the way he packed, he's a great speaker, great mm-hmm. order. But I thought, wow, that's pretty profound. And, I, and I've, you know, I can still learn a lesson in my in my 60s that's right you know because it's you know as long as god still gives me breath i can put these things into practice how many times did you have yourself so busy that you missed an opportunity for something that you really wanted to do you know on a couple of hands that's right maybe my feet it does happen (laughs) let's uh take a look and go to the kitchen how about that that sounds good it's time for janet's five and dine on the morning jam Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They are busy cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day. Sign up to be a VIP customer by texting FL Market to 833-605-1804. Did you know that FNL Market gets in fresh seafood deliveries every week? I heard that around 645 this morning. I know. <laughs> uh, you can keep up with their latest deliveries, and uh, you can sign up to be a VIP customer. Follow them on social media, and they'll you know, pop in there and tell you what they got in fresh yeah. that week. Like uh, we're it. giving you a recipe as a way to fix a beautiful light white fish okay. for uh, for dinner. Sometimes I just like a nice piece of fish, nice. some grilled asparagus, you know, maybe some mixed veg. Uh, this is a really I, you know, good way to fix it. this is the hardest thing to do sometimes. I can handle this in the 6 o'clock hour, but by 8.45, we're almost, it's lunchtime for us almost. <laughs> and true. it's like, are you kidding me, Janet? Let's not talk about that now. <laughs> but I love asparagus, especially when it's prepared correctly. Uh-huh. It's mm. good stuff. Well, we're going to start with uh, with your, your white fish or whatever fish that you, this is great with any fish, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to salt it and pepper it uh, really good and set it aside. Then you're going to make a lemon butter sauce. <sighs> Melt your butter. And whisk it really well. When it starts, just starts to turn a golden brown, uh, it won't take long, two or three minutes. You're going to remove it and put it into a small bowl. Mm -hmm. You're going to add your fresh squeezed lemon juice and a pinch of salt and pepper. And after it's cooled down, taste it a little bit. Make sure that you've got enough lemon and salt in there. Then you're going to work on the fish that you've salted and peppered. Then you're going to dredge it in a couple of tablespoons of white flour. And you're just going to sear it in a skillet. 
just just for a couple of minutes on okay. each side, depending on how thick it is. You don't want to overcook it. Mm-hmm. But once you get it beautiful and brown with just a light coating, you're going to move it to your plate. Okay. And then you're just going to drizzle that lemon butter over the top of it and serve it up with your sides. It couldn't be simpler. Yeah. And it's a really beautiful dish as well. Mm. Check out those fresh offerings that they bring in from the from the coast every week at FNL Market. Find this recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by FNL Market where their meats are cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at FNL Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at FNL Market, save on fresh Chesapeake oysters, $22 a pint. Cooked crabs, $2 each from the Chesapeake. Bottom round roast is $3.98 a pound. Cube steak or beef stew is $4.98 for a family pack. And Jimmy D. Bacon, hickory, or applewood is $3.98 for a 12-ounce pack. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member by texting FL Market to 833-605-1804. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. Mark isn't always on time. Well, Joe and Jill are. <laughs> Listen, my wife would change the lyrics. You sure it doesn't say? Come on, you know how I am lyrically. Mark you isn't aren't always, always on, on time. time. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> I just saw the picture. You talked about it for the last couple of hours, and I said, I've got to see the picture of Jill Biden with the little ribbon in her hair, and it does look a little ridiculous. It's a hair. It's like a. They called it a fascinator. Uh, Sorry, I don't. Even Melania, I was looking at pictures of Melania. Child's headband to me. Going to funerals, I know it's it's the it's the burden that I have to bear. Pictures of Melania in any kind of an outfit, but um, you know, I mean, this is her going to a funeral. I think it's a little bit more. I don't. Well, I mean, they do wear hats to funerals in in Britain, so I mean, that would be appropriate. Did you know you couldn't even get hats? You could not get black hats in in oh, britain and, yeah, because really? everybody was was getting the the black hats okay uh even one of the little princesses came out you know empty-handed yeah. from a from a hat store you would think they could I'm would sorry, have a I'm... haberdashery on speed dial i'm still being distracted by Melania. all right we'll stop that focus. uh chicago suburb <laughs> uh reportedly decided against a pitch this week oh okay to build a statue of actor harrison ford why do tell well he attended high school in the city. Okay. Okay. And and it was pitched right. that, you know, you should put a statue of, of Harrison Ford up. Sure. You know, Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He put his little hat and his little whip. <laughs> his little hat there and his little whip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but apparently they were concerned not only about the cost of the statue. Right. 
But whether or not Ford, who was reportedly bullied as a teenager, didn't know, would appreciate the recognition. This is according to the Chicago ah, Tribune. Okay, all right. He told GQ in 2017, kids used to regularly push him down a hill. Wow. When he was in the sixth grade. Huh. He said, I was the new kid. I was kind of short and geeky, I guess. I'd right. come up the hill. They'd push me down. I'd come up the hill. And if there was enough time, they'd push me down again. How about that? <laughs> Surprisingly, he said, it didn't really bother him much. I guess not in 2017. Yeah. How many times was he on the Sexiest Man Alive oh cover? Uh, he added that he doesn't have much emotional attachment anymore to the events from his childhood. Said he focused more at the time on girls having sympathy for him over the bullying. Huh. Mm. Okay. Yeah. In light of those sentiments, the uh, the mayor of Park Ridge said some things uh, based on some things I've heard through Park Ridge lore about Harrison Ford and mm-hmm. his leaving of Park Ridge and maybe his memories of it. Uh, we would just want to make sure he was even comfortable with us doing this if we were uh, taking that step. The statue pitch came from an artist who owns the Highwood, Illinois-based studio right. that has been behind the other statues of celebrities like Michael Jordan at Chicago's United Center, Magic Johnson at the Staples Center, Napoleon Dynamite at 20th Century Fox Studios at L.A., and... Uh, and, and look, some of his statues are really good. Do you remember the story that came out when they put in the, the uh, statue of Lucille Ball at her childhood home place? Mm-mm. And it was the ugliest statue. Oh, yes, statue. yes. I do remember that. Oh, my Lord. It didn't even look like her. That yeah. would be my my fear. You know, All what right. what if you, <laughs> what if it just looks terrible? All right, I'm going to set the scene. I'm on a date. Yeah. I've got her back at my apartment. Sure. I'm balding. I've only got hair on the side. Okay. Bozo the Clown. Bozo the Clown. Okay. I'm showing pictures of Harrison Ford to my date. Yeah. I've got cologne all over me. Sure. I used to push that guy down a hill. Yeah. Indiana Jones. I had him when I was eight years old. (laughs) What do you think of that? (laughs) I think I'm going to call an Uber. Oh lordy! I'm afraid I would have done that when I saw the bozo hair. Just, just, just choose to just bald it, bald by choice. Just take it off. Yeah, just take do it off. It. Yeah, it's probably best. Get That's rid probably of it. where I'm going. I did get a haircut yesterday, but yeah. I still have a little on top. It's going from the back to the front, so it means I have a few more years. Uh huh. You're gonna you start know, before... that comb over thing? Well, no. I'm I told just... you the story about my uncle Bill when I, I was black little. Spray paint thing. He did the he did the whole. Comer, Comb like over. it was like down to his shoulder. Wow! And and I didn't as a as a kid, I just didn't pay attention. And right. then he came out of the shower, and I remember telling my mom the story, and she was horrified because she thought he'd come out of the shower without any clothes on. <laughs> and and the look on her face was just like, oh my gosh! Right. But what had happened was he come out of the shower. He had a robe on. Right. But his his hair in the shower had all come down on the over on the one side. Oh, he was Lord. completely bald on top, and it was very traumatizing Sure, to me because I'd never seen him like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Uncle Bill came out of the shower. and What? <laughs> and like, no, Mom, it was his hair. The hair was all... Anyway, it was just... It, 
just miscommunication. You know, I, I don't want to offend anybody that's, you know, losing their hair. I have thinning hair. I mean, I've had thinning hair for several years. Some would say it was because I wore a baseball cap for years and years and years. But or no, headphones. my brother or headphones, right? My brother has worn a hat a lot more than me and his hair's still thick and it makes me sick. That rhymes. <laughs> not that you're not that you're jealous or anything. Not no, not at all. Hey guys, we'll be back tomorrow. Look forward to spending Thursday with you. That means it's Life Hack Thursday, so we'll have some fun with that. Yeah, sure. And uh, if you missed our interview with Dr. Bob Denton, you want to catch that a little bit uh, later on in the morning. It'll be on our SoundCloud. Go to SoundCloud, type in the morning jam on VTRN, and then begin to type in today's date. It should all autofill, along with Janet's Five and Dine will be up there as well. And all three hours of the show, Mm. one hour at a time, or the morning jam eye-opener, which is the first 20 minutes or so where we have fun with the sound bites. Good to be here. Make today awesome, Janet. See you then. Thank you.